I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. Good morning and welcome to ah, episode six. Higher, oh. louder, hundred ah. of down to dunk. You can find us on CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, Dash Radio, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. I am blue! <laughs> Joined this morning by Andrew. Oh, slam through. Taylor. <laughs> Pink. It's my new obsession. <laughs> Pink. It's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Pink on the lips of your lover. It's going a long time. Because <laughs> pink is the slam through. Pink is the slam through. It's and the best the Jay. It's Jay. What's up, y'all? Hey, it's good to be back. Thunder I missed last week. I know, Jay. We missed you so much. I missed, and then they win. So, see ya. Buckle up for this next week. <laughs> buckle up for tonight. Yeah. Against the Zards. The Zards. Wait, the Dwight Howard. Tonight. The return of Dwight. The Dwight Howard Zards. The Dwight House. Yeah, as if a team could get more dysfunctional. Dwight Howard is the weirdest guy on the planet. No. And there, I said it. And I think he's being <laughs> sponsored by the Grinch movie for what? Halloween. He dressed as the Grinch after after that game. I think he's no, being no, sponsored. No, that, by was the McGee. that was JaVale oh, McGee. That was JaVale McGee. Oh, really? Yeah, it was JaVale oh, McGee. God. Uh, Dang it, Luke! Luke, Luke's lukewarm takes. <laughs> Sorry, bros. <laughs> I think he's being sponsored by the Grinch movie, though. Hey, <laughs> the Thunder have won three in a row. <laughs> Woo! We Woo-hoo! call that a winning streak. We're back on top, baby. We're on top of the world. <laughs> We're not to five hundred quite yet. No, we'll, we'll uh, never die. Three. What is Luke doing? Today? I don't know. He's already a nitro down. That's what he's doing. You know how much oh, caffeine that's is in true. that. <laughs> okay. The Thunder are three and four. We'll see you in Forty-five minutes, Luke. <laughs> the Thunder are three and four, uh, and they've played about roughly I don't know four good quarters um, from the beginning of the season till now, and somehow those four good quarters have won them three games. And so, yeah. uh, I mean. We've talked a lot. I mean, and you and Alex talked a lot about the Clippers game. And so any, I mean, Taylor, you have any thoughts on the Clippers game? On the Clippers game? Yeah. Uh, no, just not. Uh, it was two completely different teams. So it yeah. kind of frustrated me. It gave me hope, but it also frustrated me because if you can just play hard on, it was clearly like, oh, they play hard on defense and then fast break points happen. Players are feeling confident because they just did some. They're they're turned up from doing something on defense, and now they can hit on offense. Just do that every time. Yeah, I know. Maybe after just the whole try game. hard on defense every so, time. In the third quarter, this is what I thought was weird, and it, I think maybe their activity was a little more. It, they felt frantic in a good way to start the third quarter, and Ferguson was yeah. the one that I looked at the most. And Grant, I thought Jeremy was fantastic. They were both really good in that game. 
Um, As so, opposed to last night. So how did they, yeah, both of them. Well, Grant they, was okay. They looked, he's okay. He didn't play that much last night, though. No, he, he only played 25 huge minutes. three in the corner, though. Big time three. Big time. Big time. So here's my question, though. So how did they, big, they were playing trying to play defense it was not as good or crisp in the first half which maybe answers my question but being as active as they were in the third quarter yet they did not foul as much as the game had been going especially yeah. in the first half so what i mean any you have any sort of idea what changed i couldn't really put a i think some of it was the officiating changed and i thought that, and then i thought they just communicated better the help came way quicker okay. in that third quarter also they kept their hands up i mean how many deflections were they getting and how many errant passes were there or passes they wanted to make but they decided to turn and pass somewhere else because everyone's hands were just waving the whole time well, everywhere Steve, Steven and paul george were awful in the first half yeah, yeah. they were both oh, terrible man. their energy was bad they're missing everything. Their def- Steve's defense was bad, bad in the first half. It, Steve would like have a guard running alongside him and go for a layup, and Steve would still miss the block. I didn't understand that. Well, he's not he's not a natural shot blocker though. Like watching, especially watching the contrast between Noel and him. Like Noel, yeah, the one of the more natural guys in the NBA at blocking shots. Like he's really, really gifted at that. It's Although like he, Steve did have that block, he did had a, had on, a killer block on Kemba. Last night, man, awesome. it, not trying to change to last night's game necessarily, but I guess we can move on because we've talked about Clippers for a while, but uh, not us, but you know, it's been the whole week. Um, the defense they had on Kimba was really, really good. It was, he made some freaking tough shots. Yeah, and well, and the ones he came out and he had that that run in the third quarter. Yeah. And really other than that it was pretty limited. It was. You're and, right. And you know who the the most impressive defender on Kimba Walker for the whole game was Dennis Schroeder in my opinion. Interesting. I thought you you watched it especially in the fourth quarter. Like he took it upon himself. He was fighting over screens which we almost never do yeah. because they kept trying to switch Kimba onto Alex. And Schroeder just was trying his hardest to not let that happen. And Alex actually stayed um, as well as at, you know, there's like Alex. We grade on a curve on defense, you know, a little bit. Like it's not well. crazy, but he did. He stayed in front. Yeah, he he had a couple bad fouls, but uh, last night was most definitely the game of Alex Brinas. I'm about to dunk, and we do have a question just to set us up for talking about the Hornets game from at Landry Franks said over under how many times we hear the I'm about to dunk clip tomorrow morning this morning I'm about to dunk all the times because Alex Abrinas was good and good is Alex Abrinas good is understating it he was incredible he's the reason they won the game last career night. high 25 points he had two rebounds he didn't record another stat but he's five of ten from three he's up to 36 percent from three on the season so he started the game in the low 30s uh he was awesome. And not only shot making, because no one else could hit a shot. Paul George was 0 of 10 from 3, 4 of 20 from the field, 11 points, 10 rebounds. He stayed engaged on the defensive end. He ended up with three blocks and four steals. So that was good. Uh, but he didn't make a shot in the second half. And if Paul George doesn't make a shot in the second half, typically the Thunder are screwed. And so Abrinas was so key, not only in the shot making department, but getting opening up the lane for everybody else. Because if he's not on the wing, Schroeder doesn't get in the lane for his scoop shot as much as he did last night. Schroeder was really good as well last he night. He was awesome. Caveat. But yeah, yeah Abrinas, I think the other thing that's underrated about Abrinas, especially you watched it last night, is the tendency is just to think he just stands at the three-point line, right? Like, And that's all yeah. he does. But 
One of my favorite things he's really done more this year is is driving. Yeah, um, he puts the ball on the floor. Yeah, he'll a put lot. the ball on the floor. He attacks the close the out. Like, mm-hmm. and and I think the Thunder, I think they trust him as a ball handler a little bit as well. I wasn't there a mm-hmm. time. Am I losing my mind? I think there was a time where he ran the point guard. You are correct. accidentally last year. He's been like the back, like the quote unquote backup point guard when they've needed him to be. Yeah. But like he's not. I mean, obviously, he's not even a combo guard for sure. But it does make you think that the Thunder at least trust the way he can. Yeah, he's he's one of the most skilled guys on the team for sure. For I mean, sure. no question because he's. It's typically you just have a ton of like raw athletes that can just athlete and play defense, but can't dribble. And you have really Abrinas is the only the only guy on the team that's just like a basketball player. Yeah, and they're yeah, for real, and he's intelligent. I mean, he knows where to be defensively. Like I said, there yeah. were a few bad fouls. He fouled, a, I think it was Malik Monk, on a three-point shot that he ended up making. Those early. Yes. A couple at the rim that he could have, you know. And it's hard. Like, what do you do? You, you want to contest the shot. Yeah. And the Thunder worked really hard. And you can see they're starting this evolution on their own. Like, okay, we were fouling way too freaking much. Mm-hmm. And so they tried all the time to go straight up yeah at the rim and they had 21 fouls last night yeah which six, is six less than their average so that's which good. is nuts mm. that 27 is their average but yeah. uh they were they were working really hard to to just go straight up at the rim and alex did as well and they're you know alex is never going to be an a plus defender but if he can no. be a manageable Bad. player there's no reason just like anybody else in the nba every other team has guys that they're hiding right yeah and you don't need to hide alex necessarily no. But you can figure out ways to keep him on the floor. And he ended up, what, what were his minutes last night? 30 minutes. Well, it, oh, he, his progression reminds me a little bit of J.J. Redick uh, with Orlando. Remember, like, J.J. Redick could not get off the bench for Orlando for, like, the first, like, two seasons because Stan Van Gundy didn't trust him. And he just basically was like, we're not going to play until you can play defense. Mm-hmm. And it feels the same with Alex, that the Thunder were just like, we're not going to trust you. We're not going to play you consistent minutes until... You can get off. We know what you're doing, you weirdos. Um, hey, guys, we're here trying to do a basketball podcast. If you had any basketball input you wanted to throw in. I have one. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I thought his progression was pretty interesting. Yeah, because like, now it seems like they are fully trusting him to play minutes because he's played 20-plus minutes almost every single game. I think he's had maybe one at 15. Um but he's been he's been really good and so vital to this team's success because he's really the only shooter on this team. <laughs> right. Like the only shooter. The only one. I think it has been nice to see. It does most definitely feel like this is the first time that the Thunder have trusted him for consistency, right? Like consistent yeah. minutes. And, yeah, and no we were question. nervous at the beginning of the season. Like, is he going to get... I know. Is he going to get buried Relegated? Again? Like, is Ray Felton going to get these minutes? Which Ray hasn't played. He doesn't play. Yeah, which is... Not even garbage time. Which is odd... I think it's probably they probably ask him because they did that. Hey, with, you want to go in? No, I'm good. They did that okay. with Nick Collison. Yeah. Like, hey, do you have any desire to play in this right. basketball game? He's like, nope. Um, but yeah, I thought. I mean, Alex was incredible. It can't be understated how important he was last night. And they they were looking for him. And the things, yeah. the three pointers, not surprising. Five of ten. I mean, that's that's a great night, obviously. Yeah. And it felt like Alex has always been that guy that where every time it goes up, you're assuming it's going in, right? Like, yeah. Used to assume, and so there's a couple he missed in the fourth quarter that could have just blown the game. They were apart. wide open, right? Uh, he missed two, and then Paul George missed one as well. But the other thing that I thought was impressive is he finishes really well at the rim. Yeah, like there were a couple fast breaks that he got contested layups, and he made them. And I don't know, man. And then you had Russ, who was like the worst version of himself for the first three quarters of the game, like out of control, couldn't make anything. 
And then in the fourth quarter, he, and this is why, this is why you keep shooting. Yeah, like you keep shooting because eventually they start going in. I guess uh, unless you're Paul George, but he does have a foot that he obviously he can't feel, it's which dead. is a weird development what? over dead the course foot. of the night. But no, uh, not cool. But you looked at Russ, and he kept shooting, and all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it was like. Oh, this is Russ. He caught fire. He made everything he took. took and then just some awful shots that he made. Awful. And then so go, it was, there was one where it's like, he, so he's literally posting up and Alex Abrinas is standing by himself and he's posting up and a guy is helping off like double team uh, doesn't even look at Alex and turns around and shoots a shot and it bounces like three times off the rim, goes like four feet in the air and then bounces through. I'm holding my infant son. <laughs> Like swaying around my living room, yelling, "Look at Alex! Look at Alex! Look at Alex! Look at Alex!" And then he just shoots the ball. I'm just like, "Come on!" And then it goes in. It's like, "Okay, all right, <laughs> fine, fine." Yeah, it was crazy. But Russ and Kemba were probably having a, com- a competition who can make the toughest mid range jump <laughs> right. shot. Kemba, Kemba, like made a like he said he made an appearance in the third quarter because the Thunder were down six heading into half, and then going into the third quarter, the Hornets just were lit on fire. Yeah, they the opened up the third terrible. quarter on like a 15 to 2 run or yeah. something. Yeah, they were down 19 in the third quarter. It just felt like, okay. It felt a little bit like the Kings game did, where you were just like, oh boy. But they were able to actually make the comeback. Yeah. And they, you know what? Credit to Billy Donovan yep. for making the adjustments. He played Paul George at the four, went small. And changed that, the game. That changed everything. Because then you have literally four guys and Steve that can put the ball on the floor that are a threat to score. And that, I mean, Schroeder hit two threes last night. Yeah. On, and he shot with a ton of confidence last night. He did. He was awesome. He was seven. He defi- I thought he defended really well. Like I mentioned as well. Yeah. I, I just thought Schroeder, it was probably Schroeder's best all around game. Yeah, I agree with that. And the Thunder bench outscored the starters by one point last night. I was just going to bring up last year. If Paul George goes four of 20, oh, you guys mentioned this. Paul George goes four of 20. No one's making up for that. No, no, on our bench, Mello's not making up for that ever. Yeah, no one else is making up for that. This is so weird that you lose that game. Yeah, yeah, we have a bench that oh they can score. What's funny about it is the only game last year where I remember I remember the bench winning a game was also against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh really? Ray felt Ray Ray, felt it was the Ray Oh game. yeah, <laughs> he went out for like twenty five or something oh, like that. Gosh. But Classic. yeah, it was it, it was an encouraging game mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. They've, I mean, we. I feel like hopefully this isn't just something we can put on repeat for the rest of the season where it's like they're eventually going to make shots. Patrick Patterson, what did he play? Like seven minutes? He only played seven minutes. Yeah, because they the whole first half, I thought, man, the defensive effort is there. Oh, yeah. And they're taking good shots, but they just can't make anything. Paul George just couldn't make anything. And I, that dead foot is obviously a part of that. I don't know. I have, yeah. I, to say. I have something to say about that. Hey, too. Take, take it. Take the mic, guys. Okay. Why do we only hear about these excuses Paul George has after he plays yes. terribly? Yes. Like he has a terrible game. Oh, oh. so uh, what do you want to happen? Tight, tight forearm. We want to like, know before. Yeah, say let, us, before. let us know. How come this always like, comes after oh, the game? Oh, a terrible game. Oh, oh I've got a palsy. It's uh, a dead foot. I got a forearm tightness. But like, he like legitimately did and had a ton of fluid drained off his elbow. He's got fluid. Okay. If his foot is numb, why is he paying? Why is he playing forty minutes? Yeah, and why doesn't it affect any other part of his game except his shooting? Because he was still plus nine. Point taken. Valid. I don't know what to tell you about that, but 
You know, it, I just appreciate something I mean, from like the shooting TV, is like, more of a balance thing than a lot of these other things uh, are. I would, just, I would just appreciate like something like, hey, Paul George, he's hey, not at 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to let the team know that you need to know more things. <laughs> well, it's just weird. Like He has a terrible game, and then he's like, oh, you know, I have a dead foot. He really didn't. I mean, he had a terrible shooting game. He did not have a terrible game. No, he was plus nine on plus the Plus nine on the night. He, 11, he had a double-double. He had four steals, three blocks, three assists. Like he contributed a ton to the team last night besides scoring. And you know what? Like he wasn't trying to take shots toward the end of the game. And so he let Russell take over. He let Abrinas take shots. He was passing to Abrinas. Yeah. Two open shots. Like it's, he he contributed to winning last night that on stuff a different makes, level. It makes me nervous though, man, because you saw a few times and I, it's the balance, right? Yeah. You need Paul George to be a three point shooter. Truthfully. You do. Like you need him to make it. And so yeah. when he starts hesitating, because he's not making them, it makes me not. Well, he feel, took ten. I know, but there were times in the fourth, especially where it was like, uh, like you could see him hesitating. And then he'd dribble kind of in and back. Paul George, he's not making shots the way you want him to. Yeah. But man, he has been a plus in every other way. Yeah. He's been mm-hmm. locked in defensively as much as he has been since he's been here. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't sit around and get like last year. There were points where I was like. What? Yeah, he's not. Where is it? Yeah, what? Why has he been on the court? I thought this guy was supposed yeah. to be like incredible. Where is he? But yeah. he has been fantastic in every other way, making his free throws. He's taking ownership of this team. Yeah, it really is. You can feel that. Much, yeah. It's much different. And Steve had a very quiet game as far as st- stats, but I, I there was not a point in the game where I felt like Adams wasn't. They don't win that game without him because because of the offensive rebounding and the tap outs that he had. You you just do not win that game. Adams also would have had twenty points in the first half if he made anything at the rim. He missed. He missed everything. Six shots that were like I'm not kidding. Like he could have touched the rim when he was touching the ball. Like it's because he had to think of that monster Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller, Cody Zeller had the block. He had the block of the night last night. <laughs> Did he really? And it really could have been like a game-changing block because the Thunder on the fast break, well, yeah, two-on-one. So, two so that's right before that. Who was it? Was it Grant? Somebody blocked Charlotte, and then yes. that started the fast break. Yes. And then Dennis Schroeder was going for a layup, and Tyler Zeller. Cody. Cody. God, how are there so many of them? Lots of Zellers. I know. He came up in smashed the ball like it did i don't know volleyball spike and it it got back into play too you know yeah it came back into play and then charlotte scores on the ensuing possession so and it would have put the thunder up five i think Mm. but then it ended up being a one possession game again and so it was it could have been a game-changing block he was actually pretty awesome what do you think of ferguson i I think he needs to be benched is what i think even with uh, he has been so, disruptive yeah he's just he's defense. a disruptive defender but he won't shoot the basketball i know you can't play i you wanna, just cannot continue to play if you're not going to shoot the basketball how many sh- i bet okay over under s- eight shots he's taken this season oh i mean i know what the number is already i've already do you really know what it is yeah so are you saying over or under? It's like way over that. But it is. He does not feel that way. That it is saying something. Wait, how many? Ga- he's had so many games where he's seven games. He took. Tw- he's taken twenty four shots on the season. Twenty four. But listen, it's too much. Is that twenty layups? That's basically just over three. He had so Abrinas just- has played two more minutes than him on the season. Hey, that's good. Abrinas has taken forty six shots. Yeah. I mean, you if, if you're I mean if you're Andre Robertson, that's fine to take twenty four shots. But if you're putting the game 
and you, I mean, it, it will kill the team. It will kill the team if you're not an elite defender. And he's not an elite defender. Like, he's good. Like, he's pretty good. And what, I don't know. I just feel like we just keep landing on, like, well, if Ferguson just does anything well, then, like, yippee. Yeah. Like, he's in the starting lineup. That's how like, the Clippers game felt to me was he, and, and you and Alex talked about this. You could see every single one of his stats. You can think about yeah. what happened, where they was, came from, and you shouldn't be able to do that. Like the bar that doesn't just, mean that he's good. The bar right, is just yeah. so low. Like if they, if yeah. this team wants to be good, they'll start Alex Abrinas. If they're just more content with developing Terrence Ferguson, they'll start him. But I think, I mean, it it prioritizes Terrence Ferguson's development over the team winning if they start him. Yeah, and but what you did see last night that I find some encouragement from, especially yeah. in the second half. Ferguson played about the first three minutes. Yeah. And then they, they pulled, pulled him. him. And yeah. Alex played. He played 17 minutes last night. Alex yeah. played 30. I mean, like, th- those things are good. But still, when you don't start somebody, you automatically limit the amount of minutes they can play right. on a nightly basis. And so I just think that this, give team, it a shot. Why this not? team is just going to be better with Alex Abrinas on the court. It's going to give that starting unit. So oh, much, and, and you can still stagger the shooters. Like you can still pull Abrinas early. You just said shooters as in plural. <laughs> I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I think the reason that Abrinas doesn't start is because Paul George. You want to have Paul George in the starting lineup, and you want to have Abrinas with. Since you have with, two with guys Schroeder. that can shoot the basketball, yeah, you've got to have them on the court at the well, same time. You can pull Paul early. You can pull Alex early, and then bring him back. With Patterson regressed second. too last night. Like not regressed. Well, he didn't play like that he, much. He did, yeah, but he, he didn't jumped have, in. He had two wide open threes in the first half, and mm-hmm. both of them. Well, I mean, really like in, so, I mean, which he's, happens. He's another guy, and he's a guy that you have to guard still. I mean, that's know? really what matters, yeah. right? That's is, do you have to do you have to guard somebody on the perimeter? They have like three or four guys. Period. That you have feel like you have to guard on the perimeter. You know who I still thought was really good last night. Hami, Hami, Hami had. <laughs> he has had he a, had a bad? No. Has he had a bad? He's game. taken. He has taken four more shots than Terrence Ferguson, and, and they ha- haven't and been bad. Ma- many less he's, minutes. Right. He's taken. He has Ferguson has about twice the amount of minutes that Diallo does. Diallo missed a whole game. Diallo's fifty percent from the field so far. Diallo's good. He is. He's, he's he legitimately had, good. He had two dunks, one of them in traffic last night. That yeah. was so nice. He's good, man. I and love the way he, he plays. He tries hard on defense, too. Is It's like if you just have to try hard on defense to get that starting spot. Yeah. Well, and Diallo. Hami's the guy, man. Next year. He is. Like, Hami yeah. will be the guy. That's Diallo what I'm like. If you're going to develop, man. Just, yeah. Diallo and Ferguson are about the same level of athlete, right? Yeah. Diallo has five dunks on the season. Ferguson has one. And that's just like knowing how to use your athleticism, Mm -hmm. knowing how to get that into the game. And Ferguson just isn't there yet. And that's okay. Like, it's all okay. And, but I'm just tired of having to lower the bar for him. I also wonder, like, just saying, like, well, if he just does anything good, then, like, we can be happy that he's in the starting lineup. Well, we have two guys that are better than him coming off the bench. Two. I also do wonder. I just think that if they want to be a good team, they need to start a brain. Yeah. I just wonder if you flip flopped the minutes like you let alex start and let ferguson try to get some of those backup shooting i wonder if like you can obviously there's something that ferguson is feeling that is throwing his game off like yeah. I don't, we've seen him make shots he's made shots in nba games yeah yes so i think what's happening like i wonder if you just took him off of the starting which reduces the amount of pressure somebody plays with if they yeah. just come in shoot the ball like whatever and let alex be the starter like that's the that's you want to know what the 
recurring frustration that I have with Billy Donovan and Billy Donovan is, is that like, dude, take the opportunity to be different with your lineups. Like you yeah. did with Grant, which has worked now and it should hopefully change back when Drake comes back because that is, that's uh, yeah. An atrocious offensive lineup. I, know, at I that don't, point. I don't know what that looks but like, but I, I just think like, give it a shot, man. What is, what are you going to lose? If you switch tonight and you start Alex and you put Ferguson on the bench and then you bring Ferguson in and Diallo, like you just, plus get, if, you just get better. That's what you, do. and if you start going to more lineups where you have four wing players, which is something they should have been doing from the beginning of the season. Right. Like, I don't know. I just think you have more chance to play these guys that you have plenty of and then let either Grant Adams or Noel be your big. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense the way, anyway. I don't know. That's my biggest consistent frustration with Billy Donovan. It's like, be creative, please. Well, he and he did last night. He did, yeah. And look, like, the result, like, the proof was He was in. good last night. Billy Donovan coached a really great game last night. Yes. He coached them to a win. He really did. It was great. It was good to see. It was fun. Like, that was the end of that game. I was like, <sighs> like, yeah. Huh? Hire Billy. Hashtag hire Billy. <laughs> hire him already. Uh, yeah, he, so Noel had nine point or nine minutes last yeah. night, and he was, he was fine. He was fine. It's just ever since we, the Suns game where he was incredible. He was really good. Yeah. He was okay against Clippers. He's just, he's just more, he and Grant are such a wonky fit that it's really tough to have them both on the it's hard to have them both on the court at the same time right. i think that's partially the reason that he put grant in the starting lineup too because noel and patterson are a, are a fine match on the yeah. court theoretically yep um and it just kind of makes the team fit better and that's why i think like if you switch those two like why don't you just switch ferguson and abrinas too because you're just putting the shooting on a different place on the right. floor yeah and a guy that's like good probably every night and at least contributing every night i don't know I don't know. How long until Dre's back? Christmas? Forever. New Year's Eve? I'm predicting January. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what I predict? What do you predict? I predict that if you want to have a good Friday, you need to put an Anthem beer in your hand. Because guess what? They're great. Anthem. I'm about to dunk. Anthem beers. The best. They got their tap room downtown. They've got unique beers you can only get there. They've got live music on Fridays. You absolutely need to check it out. Or go to your neighborhood beer cellar and buy an anthem. Walmart. Right now with the with Target. the weather changing. Uroboros is what I suggest for this colder weather. Target. It's gonna get you ready for the season. It really will. It's a darker beer. It is. It's a stout. And it's my favorite of those. Uncue. That's it. Not mute, an on-cue. Mute him, on-cue. him, Luke. Hey, hey, hey. No, Andrew, we're trying to do a podcast Hey, you're here. muted. Take this serious. Yeah. But Anthem Beer <laughs> takes beer I'm actually serious. contributing to where they can buy it. You can get it at Walmart. You can get it at Walmart. Wow. Sam's. Wow. It's refrigerated now. You can also go down to the tap room. Luke, Luke, tell me about the tap Sam's. rooms. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Luke, tell me about the tap room. Now I can. It's great. It is it really is a very, very cool place. I, I mentioned about those specialty beers. They try different mixes. They age things in different barrels that give things a unique flavor. And they're available there. And they're very, very, very good. I always make it a point when I'm at the tap room to try out the different thing that they're trying that week. 
um, because it's the only place to get it. Yeah, you can get them in varying sizes too. So if there's something you're not sure about, you don't yeah. have to get a full pint. You can and get just a little. You get a little taster, a little yeah. taster. Yeah, and then the the staff there is great, and they'll they'll help you find a beer that you like and that you you know that you're going to be happy with. And if you find one that you love, you can get a growler of it. You can get a growler of it. You can buy it in the can. Yeah. Their hours are extended on Fridays and Saturdays. They're open until 10 o'clock. They got live music on Fridays. That's right. 10 o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) And so check them out. Support those that support us. Gentlemen, before we get to Hey, do you drink them in frosted mugs or just... Oh, yeah. The frostiest. Normal glasses. (laughs) Uh, It it just depends. Okay. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Um, But guys, before we jump into our Twitter questions, we're going to do say... What stats of the week? Hey, what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? What? I can't read lips, Jay. Say what? Stat of the week. Guys, which NBA stat this week made you say what? The Nuggets are off to their best start since 1976-77 season. I saw that. Seven and one. So make you say what though? Because like, I mean, some good Nuggets teams. Seven and one though, Nuggies. For there to be the first best start in who's that one loss to? Who is that one loss to? The Pelicans, I believe. Oh, Pelicans. Pelicans. Uh, yeah, man. There were some good mellow teams. There were some good. One of them made the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah, they've also been good before that too. True. Not as good in 50 years. Not as good as this team, though. Jokic is... Okay. They're, they're off to just a good start, though. Well, and the, and the, the NBA True. has been tailor-made for them, right? Like, hey, you know, it doesn't Ish. matter anymore. Defense. I mean, they beat, like, they beat the Bulls in overtime the other night. Yeah. True. So, like, they're not, like, they're not crushing everybody. Like, they're a good team. This is a good team, but, like, 7-1 is... Like, they're just off to a great hey, start. Hey, but they're winning when it counts. There's a whole ton of great stats this week. I chose... To focus in on the one and only Derrick Rose. Oh wow! Derrick Rose against the Jazz in a one twenty eight to one twenty five victory. Nineteen of thirty one from the field, four of seven from the three point line, eight of eleven from the free throw line. Fifty points. Fifty. Fifty five zero. Set a career high. That's insane against the Jazz. And I watched the the replay, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, he was pretty emotional. Like, the team was super excited for him to get going. And, like, they had to play because it was a close game at the end. They had to play where they're gonna, they drew up an out of bounds play. Yeah. And they were looking for Rose, nobody else, which is what you should do. I, I mean, that's not surprising, but it is a little bit because it's still Derrick Rose. Right. He's on a minimum deal. <laughs> right. Like, he hasn't been bizarre. good in five years. Like, all the, all the Knicks people are just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and all the Cavs players or right. all the, yeah, <laughs> whatever just, other teams. It's crazy. Andrew Wiggins posted about him on Instagram afterwards. He posted, living legend. Well, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and it's also, so Jimmy Butler set out that game as well, um, which that never-ending saga of yeah. insanity. Uh, did he, okay, he decided to sit out that game before. He wasn't injured, right? He was saying, like, okay, I'm not going to play anymore. So, Gen- general soreness yeah. is what they say. Genital soreness, but yeah. <laughs> we all know what the, exactly. what the real thing That's was. That's actually what it is. It's genital soreness. Um, I say what stat is a rookie from the Chicago Bulls, Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell! Other, he had the other night 25 points, 
three blocks, three steals, five assists, eight rebounds, two of three from the three-point line. He was awesome. He's a rookie. And he's a rookie. Yeah, he's he awesome. This that, rookie class, man, has been good. This rookie That's class has been really good. Yeah. Another say what stat of the week. I'm going to read you just the stat line. You tell me who it was. Domas. Oh, God. 14 of 24 from the three-point line. <laughs> Clay Thompson, 14 Clay, yeah. for 24 from the three-point line. 52 points. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not impressed with anything the Warriors do. Yeah, thank you. Good. Screw them. Just to be honest. Domas was, did he end up going 12 of 12 or was it 11? He was 12, 12 of 12, 12, 12 from the field. 30 points, three assists, nine boards, three offensive, two blocks. Six in, fouls. In 21 minutes off the bench. He fouled out. In 21. He did. <laughs> yeah, he, he really did. did. He did foul out. That's why he had 21 minutes. <laughs> Domas, man. And he's like kind of better than Miles Turner, which is weird. Yeah, Miles has not had the start to the season that in that same game, yeah. Miles Turner, four of ten from the field, eight points, four assists, mm-hmm. two blocks. Yeah. You do want Miles Turner. It is that point in Miles Turner's career where it's like, it, okay, it. you need to let's, be there. Let's now. do something. Yeah, and they just they paid him this offseason, right? They paid him. Yeah, he got in shape. <laughs> he needs to be there. Yeah. My my last say what's out of the week, Luke? Do you, you have, have so many? I'm yeah. so sorry. I got one. It's Carmelo being crappy. <laughs> And then uh, he had. Did that make his, any of us say what though? It made uh, us say. It just make it's a yeah. It's like it's a say <laughs> But I like it. He's had last game. He had eight points on two of twelve, and zero of two from three point. He made four three throws. Well, me. <laughs> and he and he's just their team. They are going to lose to the Nets tonight in Brooklyn. Well, me. Yes, you. You know what they are? Swaggerless. Me, yes, you, yes, Mello. I don't want to talk about the the Rockets because I like saving that just for Wednesdays. <laughs> the Andrew Alex hate of the where Rockets. I just get to like, read so their great. where I get to read yeah, their stats so like slowly your to rock, him. Your Rockets moment. Uh, I mean, they're gonna go on some kind of. They're gonna be streak at some like, point when they're James Harden gets back. They'll be better, but still, like, they're not gonna be like last year. No, no. Because everybody went, we started the summer saying, I can't believe they lost a reason in Bamute. That's a huge loss. Then somehow, and I, and we all know how, yeah. Daryl Morey steered the entire media to believe that those guys weren't that impactful, that James Ennis and Carmelo Anthony and Michael Carter-Williams could come in and do the same thing that they did. And Brandon Knight. And Brandon Knight. And uh, Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris. Like, he convinced everybody that, the, like, that they're going to be just Five as good. Five guys that haven't been good their entire, right. like, the last three years. And maybe be- he convinced people that they could maybe even be better. And we were all right. Everybody was right at the beginning of the summer. Everybody knew. And then everybody knew when they traded for Mello, like, oh. Or when they signed him, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, he hasn't been good in a, in a while. But maybe, I mean, he's relationship with Chris Paul. Like, where do you think that stuff is coming from? Yes. And also, do you know who's obviously and duhly not sticking to the plan? Mello. Duh! He can't. It's like he actually cannot not play like he is, like he plays. It's because he's been that player for 16 years. Yeah. Anyways, so, we can stop here, now. So here's a here's a, <laughs> a hard question. What what does Mello do next year? It is interesting. I don't know. Like, does the Magic sign him and he just goes down there and goes back to doing whatever he wants to do? And- he will have to take a 
a small role for a team. If he plays 10 minutes off the bench for I'm somebody, done with that argument. You know what's sad? Happening. But you know what's not, sad? He it, could he could prolong his career if he just decided to come off the bench at the start of this season. If he was Vince, if he would do the Vince is he, Carter. Is he still not is he starting on the Yeah. Well, he is for with While the injuries. Out, okay. Yeah. With the injuries he is, but Oh, he'll be happy to go to the bench after everyone's healthy. Man, let me <laughs> yeah, no problem with that. Right, he won't cause he's, a stink. He's, I mean, the way it's been described is that he's tolerating the role. Mm. That's that's that what has. you want. That's what you want. Hey, just I'm going to barely be okay with this. Yeah, and we have, we've all seen Mike D'Antoni and Carmelo on the same team before. This is going to be bad, man. It's already it's going bad. really I bad. Love this. Right. It's. I mean, you just had to know. I mean, you're you're a team that plays modern basketball. You defend well. You switch. You play a switching system. First of all, their coach that you know ran that switching system left. Then you bring in Mello, an MCW who probably shouldn't be in the NBA. Like he's really bad. And then you expect James Ennis, who's never had more than like a, I don't even know how what his longest contract is. It feels like it's only been a one year minimum deal everywhere he's gone. And you think that that guy's going to replace Trevor Reza, who got fifteen million this summer? It's just insane. And was your best. Your two best perimeter defenders are gone. gone. Chris Paul is not a good perimeter defender anymore like he used to be. He's old nuggets. Yeah, and you're depending on <laughs> P.J. Tucker nugs, to man. carry a ton of the load defensively. Like, I, yeah. man, we said it. You're right. Like, we all said it this we summer. We did it! We were right about something! But then everybody just... Everybody swung to the other side and was like, "Oh, and everyone, it's not that big some, a deal." Somehow the mellow conversation turned into OKC sucks. Oh, that's yeah. why. No, mellow doesn't suck. No, OKC's just bad. He'll be better. In, yeah, uh, right. On Russ, the is, Russ is terrible. Yeah, Russ is terrible. Why would mellow be good around Kills him? Me. Yeah, he'll be way better. But go into the Rockets subreddit and just enjoy that. Just sweet misery. <laughs> just, just drink it in. I have one more. Say what's that of the week that, <laughs> that I nice. was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast with Adrian Wojnarowski and. uh the luckiest guy of the season so far has got to be Tyrone Liu. $15 million left on his contract, and he got relieved of his duties of coaching the horrendous Cleveland Cavaliers. Pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. Would you take $15 million to not coach that team? Yup. Yeah. I'd yeah. do it right now. You know what he's doing? Fit just sitting they're around. Offering. He's just sitting around. And now Larry Drew's like... I'm not coaching this team for my contract. You better right. pay me. And I love that. Yeah, me too. I'm Larry Drew is everyone's hero. This right guy now. got 15 million to not coach and you're only paying me a million to coach. He's like, okay, you need, he's like, I need more money. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> hey, the most reluctant coach in the NBA did win a game for the Cavs. Yeah. And Kevin loves out for at least a month. Like they're going to, it's fire sale time, man. They're going to start done. blowing this team up. And here, going back to takes that I feel like I made that I shouldn't have, is I thought the Cavs would be a relatively decent team. Yeah. In the horrid East. And they yeah. are not. I kind of thought they might be like. <laughs> I kind of did too. At the end of East playoffs I think or some, something. Like Kevin Love's good. Yeah. But George not, Hill, Rodney yeah. Hood. But they're just not playing their veterans. I know, which is fine. Which I, yeah. li- I like that. Like the, I, that's that is the better strategy yeah. for the season. Just don't sign. Which they signed him to trade him, which is the other thing that Lowe talked about. But it's like this team just made no sense, and we all knew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just can, to hang on to the oh. asset. Ham and I talked about. Well, it Golden too. State. <sighs> How do we State. get Jr. on Golden State buyout? Yeah, that's about the only way. If they bought him out and he signed with Golden State, Corver and. JR for Clay? 
I, <laughs> which is funny is the money matches it does it, those it, two it, very average i mean i like both of those guys but they're not i mean the money they pay those guys is worth what yeah. real superstars make did jr just get paid he's got like two years left on that contract oh partially guaranteed next okay. year okay 14 million this year and then like i think Ooh. four guaranteed next i think corver has got seven and seven if i'm not mistaken his is partially guaranteed too nice next season the thunder need I, never mind be great guys you know what else would be great <laughs> answering some twitter questions yeah. i'm about to dunk our first Twitter question comes from at CG Stevens, who wants to know which third-year player who didn't have their option picked up will Presty target? I feel like it's Dragon Bender. Dragon Bender. He's the top four pick in the draft. He's got a lot of length. He's a pretty decent athlete. Uh, he just he did have that game last year against the Thunder. Too, killed where he, the Thunder. He just feels like such a Thunder guy. Yeah, I don't know if that's good, though. Like, uh, if you feel like you're a Thunder guy. Hashim uh, beat Dion. Uh, Dion didn't feel like a Thunder guy. That's why Dion worked out, I felt like. He was a Thunder guy by the end of everything. Yeah, but not coming in. Like, if it, like the guys who you look at, you're like, yeah, he's going to be a Thunder guy because he's only potential and has never really lived up to what everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah, that's Dion, baby. He's top four pick in the draft. He's lived up to it, dude. And he's Dion? Oh with yeah. With the calves? Oh yeah. He's fat now. There's a power struggle between Dion and Kyrie, man. You yeah. remember when they were fighting? Yeah. They were physically fighting each other. That's great. Uh, yeah, I think it's Bender. All the way. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to our next. He's not gonna I mean he's Hopefully. not going after any of these guys. In the summer? Maybe. That's what I think. No, I mean not now. Now, would they are they unrestricted this summer? Is that what that is? Yeah, like TLC yeah. will be unrestricted because they declined his fourth year option. Bender will be unrestricted. TLC, I, I had to choose somebody there, but I, I think mean, Nerlens Noel, another guy. I yeah. think he's the seventh, eighth, ninth pick. One of those. True. Yeah, True. but he got to like actually show some stuff in the NBA. Like we knew. Okay, he's I mean, been kind good in of, the NBA. but like the past two years, like he hadn't. Not you're right. The past two years, you're right. Benderman. Benderman. Bender. Because no- Noel won't come back probably after this season. Oh no! Take that back. Give me the dragon, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Ben Elephant King, who wants us to choose one for tomorrow's game based on Billy Donovan's past lineup choices. One, Abrinas starts. Two, Abrinas plays twenty minutes. Three, Abrinas plays five minutes, and he screams himself just to sleep. That is Ben Affleck King <laughs> screams himself to sleep. I'm about to dunk. Are we the, predicting what he will do or what yeah. we want him to do? What he will do is play him 20 minutes. Yeah, plus number two is what will happen. I'd love it if he'd start him. I've been saying it for forever. He's not going to start him now. Ferguson is still going to start because he thinks Ferguson is a lockdown defender. And he likes his hair. Yeah, I'm telling you, and Billy Donovan still loves frantic def- defense. You, if you move your arms a lot and you yeah, run all over the place, right. he thinks you're a great defender. Yeah, he loves his feet, the footwork. Yeah, if you just move a lot, <laughs> if you just we got to get him on the floor. Yeah, look if you it. just like are young and you jiggle around, he's like, <laughs> you know, you guys only look at stats, but he's doing a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> he's moving his arms back and forth. He's moving his legs in and out. <laughs> 
Ferguson's doing, doing jumping jacks up and down the floor. <laughs> Ferguson's doing the worm, and he's like, "This is this is it. This Look is, is, this is defense, guys. Look at that guy. Wow, the art of distraction. Yeah, Fergus, he's fine. Like, he's a fine player, but when you have an actual good player on your bench, <laughs> you should start him. All right, I'm about to dunk. Let's move on to our next Twitter question, which comes from at NBA zero four three five zero one one five one. Who wants to know what do you think is Diallo's ceiling? Can he become an above average starter or something even more in the league? I mean, his ceiling is a really tough thing to discuss at this point. We've seen him play six games. Uh, he's a great athlete. He's not afraid of anything. He could be a starter. He could be a starting level player. He's got a ways to go, obviously, to get there. But uh, I mean, just given his size, his confidence, and his talent, he's, he's he could be a, a starter in the league. He could be. Could be a ceiling. That's all we know. It all depends on his shooting. It all depends on if he can shoot shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. And if he can, then he's a starting level player. If he's not, then he's like he's a good energy guy off the bench yeah you, you know what i uh do appreciate about him is that he sh- he shoots it when he's open <laughs> like he shoots it right he got one in the corner last night and just without even hesitating he just shot the i know ball. Like, that's that's where i'm like with ferguson is he just doesn't now yeah, diallo he did that has, last year i mean ferguson did that last year i just don't know what happened diallo has a ton of confidence in himself which is great he's I mean, awesome that's what you need i think diallo has a, has potential to be a really good do you think you, it's a girl a girl issue with Ferguson. Ferguson. He's yeah. about to have a baby, He's so maybe baby. I think it's a. I think it's a. Maybe something's happening. Maybe something's going on. He's freaking out. You know. I think he's There's real life stuff that tears down your confidence. I think he's mentally weak. I think he's just struggling, man. Like he knows that he's struggling. Like I just I can't get Andrew took a uh, sent us. Can you say this or do you have to lose? Yeah. So the picture of Ferguson. You've talked about this. I've talked about. He's it, just yeah. sitting in the locker room, like with the towel over his head, like all curled up. Somehow disappeared inside of a desk chair. And I don't know, man. I just think there's something going on with him that he's just overthinking it or something yeah. on offense because it's bad. You need to ask him what's going on. Took yes, one shot in 18 minutes. One. You have to try to not take shots. You have to stay away from the basket. He also yes. had a layup against the Clippers where he took off too early. And Dude, everybody that was thought, so lucky. Everybody thought he was going to miss it. When when that went in, I was like, that was the luckiest thing ever. <laughs> the that luckiest did not layup look like. You could imagine. Yeah. He just like threw it up. Diallo played 11 minutes, got four shots. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of done like babying Ferguson. An NBA player? <laughs> yeah. A starting uh, NBA doesn't player? It feel like, doesn't it feel like the people that are standing up for him are kind of babying him a little bit? Yes. It's like, oh, well, good job, really being active. It feels like they're well, treating him like he's this. There's people that do. And it's just like, the bar's just, why, why are we doing this? What are we, what are we doing? Yeah. Like you have you have good players on your bench, and Ferguson. Pro- I, I'd rather see Burton than Ferguson. I just don't know how many teams Ferguson would actually play for. Like how many teams would he play? Honest to God, ten minutes a game. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know because I do think that if he was a team that's expected to make the playoffs, there you go. That's the difference. Because if he was playing on some trash team, didn't he's really playing matter, for the like, for the Knicks or whatever. Yeah, he played. He'd be shooting, and he would probably be shooting all the time. He would. MSG and man, well, 
MSG. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, thanks. We, for we've, the, this, we've talked way too much about Ferguson. That's but true. We have such a but it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a glaring issue. It's a big deal because they, we just saw how much better this team is when they have Alex Abrinas out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not an issue. Like some people, are like, well, I don't really think it's as much of an issue who starts and who finishes. I was like, I, I but it kind of is mm-hmm. because if you don't start, then you automatically limit the amount of minutes you can play. So. Well, thanks for the question at NBA zero four three five zero one one five one. Our next Twitter question comes from at Pepsi United, who says the team is last in the league in fouls committed in opponents' free throws. This means they did a bad job in adjusting to new rules. Do you think they'll be able to adapt better? They already have. I mean, last last night they only had twenty one. So, like they're. They're yep. gonna, they're gonna get there. They worked way harder to, to go straight up. I, I've yeah. got, you could see last night some of the fruit of them trying to adjust, and some of it is like laziness on mm-hmm. switches and bad communication, and re, and just laziness because they just reach in for a yeah, instead of exactly. sticking in front of their player. Yeah. yeah, they have to adjust, and they have, and they've been good. I mean, they're up to fifth in defensive rating. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, we're so, good now. <laughs> we're like 26th in offensive. We're hey, they good were, now. They were 27th. Aren't they 26th? Yeah, 26th. Trending now. upwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But remember last season how they were like one of the top teams on the defensive end and then they were just awful offensively for forever, it felt like. And until really until Paul George, like his foot wakes up, you know. <laughs> tonight. Hopefully tonight. What if he took off his shoe and he was like, oh, there's actually just literally a dead fish in there. All I could think about is Mr. <laughs> That's why it felt weird. All it I was think- a cold dead fish and it made his, he's like, your foot feels like a dead fish. He just has a bunch of minnows. And All I could yeah, think about is Mr. Deeds, the the uh, Adam Sandler movie, <laughs> where he had the frostbitten foot. It's really funny. I have, Ew, I remember I have a, I have that. a story about this to tell you later. You can't tell us now? No. Oh, is it a frostbitten other appendage? Oh, no. Let's move on to our next Twitter. You. Let's move on to our next Twitter oh, question. Oh, man, what happened? It comes from at, John- at Jonte Grand 99 who wants to know, should the Thunder sign Nick Young? No. No. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. <laughs> it comes from at Ben underscore Burke. If you're desperate enough for shooting. You're not that no. desperate. No. You're not that desperate. The Thunder value defense way too much. Yeah, that's In fact, I heard that the th- that his his agent called the Thunder and asked if they had interest, and they said, I said no. I'm sure no. his agent has called literally every every team, team. Yeah. and they said they. And in fact, I heard. I don't know how true this is, but I heard that they said no because uh, Alex Sabrinas because of him. Really, they want to play him. Yeah, mm. and they are. <laughs> Our next Twitter question comes from at Ben underscore Burke one zero, who wants to know who will go down as being the dirtier player over their career: Pat Bev, Zaza, or Ron Artest? Hmm. I don't think of Ron Artest as dirty. I mean, the malice at the palace. Malice Malice at the palace. palace, Harden elbow. I mean, I know he's done dirty things, but he's. Is he's been such a better player that I don't think of him as just. You a think dirty of him player. as a dirty pl- you, you don't think of him as a dirty player because he's been a mental health activist. Oh, maybe no, that would be the opposite for Taylor. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just if curious. you come out <laughs> and you say you deal, you struggle with this, and mm-hmm. then you try to do something about it. Awesome. If you're Demar Derozan and you get all the all the rose petals thrown at your feet, and then you don't do anything for anyone else, you you don't, don't, you, f off. You just have no idea. <laughs> 
You I don't know. Why would he, he How much needs research to, have you done? Enough to know that Kevin Love is doing stuff and enough. DeMar isn't. Here's what I know. Or DeMar Kevin Love just wants people to know that he's doing stuff. There's an article out this week about DeMar DeRozan's engagement with the community of San Antonio as far as mental health. It's true. Well, what's he doing? I, why don't I mean, you take I, a look? Bunch why of don't nothing. You take a why? It's I didn't his know job. That was true, but his, I just said that to see his if you. You made that up. <laughs> it's his job to make you aware. That is not something to joke about, Jay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Zaza's the one I think the most. Zaza's really. Honest. I mean, all yeah. three of those Pat guys. Bev. All three. I mean, I don't know. It's toss up for me. I mean, all those guys. <sighs> I mean, it pro- it's probably Ron Artest at the end of the day. Because. What happened? I mean, he punched a fan in the stands. I, I see that as a. What do we call that? Not dirty player. One of the most. That was. <laughs> yeah, Pat Beverly is not shaped ever the do NBA that. more than anything. Yeah, it yeah. has. That in was recent crazy. memory. I watched that not too long ago. The whole thing. Go I ahead. mean, it, that changed so many things. Did and you so, know? Uh, did I'm, you hear like when Steven Jackson was talking about that? And he said, when they got back in the locker room, Ron Artest said, do you think we're going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's Ron. And then for the other two, like they both, they're, they're all very dirty players. Like they all do stupid stuff and they're reckless. And like, that's people are like, well, there's a line between reckless and dirty. Like there's really not actually like mm-hmm. if you're completely reckless, throwing yourself at somebody's knees, like, and Del Vadova can be thrown into this conversation too. If you're reckless with your body, you are a dirty player. Uh, Chris, I want to say Chris Paul too. Chris yeah. Paul does stuff like he's that all like, the time. He's dirty, but in a way that doesn't, it's not more outright. And he's not going to hurt. He's not he's trying smart. to hurt. He's not trying to hurt people. It's like Steve probably. Yeah. People would, would you, I mean, is that fair? He's like, he's like John Stockton. Yeah. Just John trying Stockton, to like, same thing. Just yeah. punch people Which people say was like the dirtiest player. Right. Yeah. That's kind of weird that we, I never, I never thought of John Stockton in that way until other players started talking about you, him you, being you dirty. Hit in the nuts enough times by John Stockton. You're eventually going to yeah. stay. Also Draymond Green. Why is he not in this yeah. discussion? Yeah, he's a dirty player. Dirty. He's a dirty. I, don't know. I just I'm watching basketball, a love story on ESPN, mm-hmm. and there were some guys in the '70s that one of them ended up. This is random, but literally would get in a fight every single game. <laughs> and then I can't remember his name or where he played, but nobody knows where he is and how he died. Supposedly, after his NBA career, he oh. went. And one of these huge African uh, dictators, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Wow, it's the this one took that, a weird turn. He went and became a, a mercenary fighter for this guy after his NBA career. And the, everybody's like, we think he just kind of died <laughs> in battle. Like, we've never heard from him again. Wow. It's, wow. This basketball love story is like my favorite thing oh my right gosh, now. It's incredible. That is cool. Man, hashtag stop Coney. Don't forget. Can't forget. Never forget. All right, our next Twitter question. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Uh, Coney? Hey, Coney. Hashtag stop Coney. Coney, if you're listening to this, stop it. Turn yourself in. Hey, hey, if you're listening to this, stop it already. All right, our next. I'm about to dunk. Our next Twitter question (laughs) comes from at Bangelope. No comment. (laughs) At Bangelope wants to know the best version of the holiday Reese's candy. Pumpkins, a good trees, eggs, hearts. Does it even matter? Her husband seems to think there's a difference. There's a difference. Easter eggs are my favorite. I was going to say the Easter eggs, too. They're very good. They are good. There's a difference. Is the difference like because of the different shape, it determines the ratio of chocolate to peanut yes, butter? Yes, because I, I feel like eye. there's less chocolate. 
with the egg. Mm. The tree, there's definitely more chocolate. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think I prefer just a little bit less chocolate. Hmm. Hmm. I think I think I just like a normal cup. See the cup. The cup has more chocolate. I like the mini cup. Really. The mini cup has the most chocolate. I like the mini cup. And I, if you put the mini cup in, in the refrigerator, and then the next day come back and eat it, the best version. Did you also invent putting Reese's in the refrigerator? You've got yes. to be kidding me. <gasps> put it you in. invented that? But just do it. Oh, my God. His name was John Brisker, and he died at the hand, like, Idi Amin, who was the huge African dictator. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, crazy. I'll show y'all videos later. He was in, he was fighting for him? Yes. <laughs> Died in battle. I was like, what? Huh. Wow. You know what Zaza Patchouli didn't do? Any of that. Yeah, yeah. fake. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn it up. All Bring right. the noise. <laughs> hard on that. that. sounds really bad. Okay. Hey, uh, guys, I got one final question for you. But before I do, I want to talk to you about Oklahoma Shirt Company. I've, I've stolen an Oklahoma Shirt Company shirt from my brother. <laughs> that a boy. And I wear it all the time now. I didn't and know where that was heading at first. He don't even know it. <laughs> and it is he the most now. comfortable. I've, I've, been trying, I've been trying to remember. This is my way of telling him. And it's been very comfortable. It's been a great steal. And their prices are steal. Wow. They're so good. If you need a shirt made for anything, book club, book of the month club, a book you really like on a shirt, you can get it. <laughs> you get anything you want on a shirt. Book of the month club. Bro, what are you talking about? Man? I'm talking about books. <laughs> well, I, well, you can get anything. I don't know. You can get anything you want on a shirt. They can do it. They'll work with you. Um, and they're, they're very easy and nice to work with. Also got to talk about their shirt of the month club. If you pay $10, you get a new shirt every month. Just for starting up, you get an introductory shirt for free. Woo. It's an Oklahoma themed shirt. Also Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, Missouri. The other thing I will say, say it. I just saw it this week. They will do custom uh, cornhole boards. Yeah. Really? And bags. Really? Yeah. They that's, can literally. Cool. What? There's nothing. What? That they can't do for you. That wow. was. I saw that too. That looks cool. OklahomaShirtCompany.com. Check them out. Tell them down to dunk sent you. Support those. And that's support us. Cornhole. Now, guys, I have a final question for you, and it is as follows. Hear me if you're Oh. That was gross. Hear me if you're So I'm handing out candy, Halloween. Uh, I'm just miffed at these teenagers that just show up not wearing any costume with a Walmart sack. Yes. Uh, youths! I make each of them explain to me what they are and what they're doing here <laughs> before they get any candy. Dude, you're about to get tricked. Didn't get tricked once. In fact, a girl even slowly just backed away <laughs> as I kept saying. She goes, I'm just myself. I'm saying, you're yourself every day. This is Halloween. You're supposed to dress up. That's how you get the candy. Like you just explained to me that you're something different than yourself and you'll get the candy. And she just she she could not do it and she just backed away. Hmm. Everybody else, I had them make up what they were in front. 
of me <laughs> before I handed them any candy. Oh, that's good. So as long as they tried, they got candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, your, ha- your Halloween, really, uh, that's like very uh, transactional love, you know? That's You got to give me something, and then I'll give you something. You w- just wear a costume, or at least pretend that you're something else. Or just else. put a hat on. Yeah, yeah. If just, they would have come out and said, I'm my friend Taylor. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I would have said, perfect. Candy. Like, candy I don't know what either of you look like outside of this moment. The worst answer was, I'm nothing. I said, son, everybody's something. <laughs> <laughs> we went down and trick-or-treated in Mesta Park. I mean, that's a different level of trick-or-treating, by the way. It's like all king size bars, whole candy bars. No, from everybody. Just, there are a thousand people. Yeah, on the yeah. streets, and yeah, and my son did pull down some full full size candy bars. Oh yeah. The hard part about like so here's pull the question. down. Do what do you do? You're, so you had three. I mean, wait, two two kids that were probably trick or treating. Yeah, think. my three month old. Not not quite there yet. <laughs> Hard's not all in. What even are you? So baby, what do you he do? Was Robin, like they have oh, so yeah, much. I know it was so awesome. <laughs> they have so much candy. What do you do with it? Uh, slowly eat it all myself. Yeah. Number one. And then there's second one. Like, I eventually throw it all away. The first thing you have uh, to do, I imagine, as a parent, go back? is take the candy away from your child. Yeah, you <laughs> so put they it, don't you, eat it all. Yes, you hide and it. ration and then, it out. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah. what we do. Yeah, yeah, after a meal, like, hey, you eat everything you're supposed to, you go pick out a piece of candy. Yep, exactly. But it's like, uh, we'll do that forever. 15 pounds of candy he came <laughs> home with. It's like, what do you do? It's just, he'll have all the candy until next Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I remember literally having candy for a whole year from Halloween, like in my in our candy drawer. It's awesome. And my wife's not about that life. Get candy. Get she candy, just get throw candy. it away. Mm. Andrew needs to learn That's to right. start hiding stuff from you guys. <laughs> for, for real, he's too honest, man. He's the best. He really won't. Like he'll for come. Now. Home, he'll come home and tell us about like he's, his day. Like I got I got in trouble today. You know what he's doing. He's playing the long game. He's laying groundwork <laughs> right now. Andrew's too trustworthy to do that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he would never do he that. Would never. He's never lied to me once. He's like 16. He said, I've been working on this <laughs> toward this moment for nine years. Finally, my plan has come Taylor, to you fruition. You miffed peeves? I'm so glad Halloween's over. I hate Halloween. It's probably my least favorite It's my holiday. favorite. It's my least favorite. It's, it's my favorite. favorite. My favorite holiday. It's not my favorite. Too much pressure, man. It's just a dumb holiday. Uh, I will say, though, Netflix it, it put out uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I want to see it. I it's good. It it's really it. good. Oh, speaking of Netflix, every time scary. you turn on Netflix, does this happen for you guys where it makes the scary sound and then has the scary background? Uh-uh. It's terrible. My, Amy will like turn on the TV in the middle of the night whenever she gets up with our baby, and you just hear this, Rah! like whenever Netflix fires up terrifying wait they changed it for halloween yes oh yes. mine mine didn't do that it's on the fire stick mm. oh that's why <laughs> luke you meant to be man no can't after my my only myth is that it, halloween's over i love halloween it's so good santa hurry <laughs> santa hurry thunder got a lot of games before we get back to you four total games they play the wizards tonight they play predictions for tonight. Nope, don't do that anymore. They play Pelicans on Monday. They play the Cavs on Wednesday. They play the Rockets on Thursday. We'll see. I'm going to oh, 0-4. Jay Sagan. 0-4. Oh, four. You. They're going 0-4. Oh, 0-4 for Jay. <laughs> what? Santa. 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 Hurry. Santa. Santa. Hurry. I'm about to done. I'm about to dunk.